Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And I'm excited for our conversation this evening. It is going to be transparent, authentic, and inspiring. We have the founder and designer, Sherelle Mosey. She has uh, reinvented the concept of the bag. She set out to solve a problem she called the overload bag syndrome. She wanted to create an organizational fashion bag for busy women whose roles changed throughout the day. And she put her engineering degree to work and came up with the patented minky blue design. Sherelle holds a master's degree in electrical engineering from Drexel University and is an alumni of the Philadelphia Fashion Incubator from Macy's. Her flip side story tonight will take us through the highs, the lows, the losses, and the wins of being an innovative designer and businesswoman. During Minky Blue's first launch, Sherelle ordered 1,200 bags, but 30% of them were defective, and therefore she lost a lot of revenue and had to create, yes, that flip side of her adversity. So she's promised to be honest and open with us this evening. So I am excited to welcome Sherelle Mosey to our Flipside Conversation. Welcome, Sherelle. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited about being here. And I'm always, always happy to share my story because the main thing is to help somebody else who's, uh, who has an idea, who one has started a business and just need a little inspiration. So I'm, I'm here to share my story. We, we already have several people logged in to say hello, and they are ready for this conversation. So I want to get it started with understanding what led you to start Minky Blue. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to go back a little bit here. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a degree in engineering, and I was laid off years ago. Um, and then I took advantage of that and I started a nonprofit organization. So I used to run a nonprofit called Family Care Solutions, where I helped low-income single moms in college pay for childcare. And I did that for, ooh, well, maybe 10 to 12 years. Um, and then unfortunately, I lost a lot of funding, the um, economy crashed, and unfortunately, I had to close my doors. But while I was working with the moms, I would see them come in struggling with their diaper bag, their book bag, and sometimes their purse. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm, I'm taking the train and traveling in the city. And I had my lunch bag and my purse and my laptop bag. So I had two or three bags. And then I looked around on the train and I was like, wait a minute, it's a lot of ladies carrying two or three bags. 
And so I just, I wanted one bag that I could organize and separate like my shoes from my purse essentials or my lunch from my laptop. And when I couldn't find anything, I was like, hmm, maybe I could do this. And that's, that's kind of how I got started on this. You know, I appreciate how so often when I'm coaching individuals about their passion and their dream and their focus is on how can I get ahead? And we often talk about what problem are you going to solve? If you (laughs) think about what issue you want to address and who you're going to serve and support, how are you going to do good? That actually will drive you forward more than trying to worry about how you're going to be seen or what platform you're going to be on. Would you would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. You know, when I came up with the idea for this bag, I knew I had to differentiate it from everything else on the market. Otherwise, I would have just been another bag maker in a sea that's oversaturated with handbags. So I had to figure out how can I differentiate my product from everything else on the market to kind of push it forward so people could take notice of it. So solving a problem is a huge factor in coming up with a product or an idea is that you're filling a need um, for people that, that are struggling with something, right? So that, that's, that's very important. So what's one thing, if you're thinking about um, your process and your experience, I already shared because you you were transparent from the beginning with the oops of the 1,200 bags. Yeah. <laughs> so what's one thing you wish you would have known before you actually started the business or you would have done differently from the start? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, people will say, what do I wish I would have known? And and I'm going to lean back on that a little bit because I would say that it would have been manufacturing. But actually, it's, it's starting this business because if I'd known all of the things that I've gone through, all of the ups and downs, if I knew some of this stuff that would have happened, I probably wouldn't have done it because it's just it's overwhelming sometimes. It's, 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 you know, a lot of trials and tribulations. So had I known a lot of this stuff, I really wouldn't have done it. So sometimes being naive and um, it's to your benefit (laughs) uh, of not knowing. But I think if I was to narrow it down, I wish I really had spent more time understanding the manufacturing process, um, understanding how to make a bag. Uh, but, you know, as it's, it, it goes back and forth because um, I might not would have done it if I knew a lot of the stuff. Mm. Can you share some of the, a, a low and a high? Yes. Yeah, so, Uh, Let's see. Well, there have been a lot of lows. (laughs) There really have been a lot of lows. And and I say that because it's what you do to get your way out of the lows, to get your way out of the failures. It's it's the decisions that you make. So, of course, um, the biggest low was 
the manufacturing. So I had ordered 1,200 bags because I just knew everybody in the world was going to buy a Minky Blue on that first order. Um, I had no, I I didn't have customers. I did have a a, a website that was beautiful, but nobody was coming to buy. So I didn't have customers. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know, um, you know, how to do any advertising or I didn't have my pricing together. So um, that was a big low because once I did that 1200, 30% of those bags were defective, which means I lost a lot of money. And any reasonable person maybe would have said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I don't have any money. So that's when I took a a pause, a stop and said, I need to learn more. I need to understand more. I stopped rushing through this process. If I'm going to stay in this business, I need to, you know, figure things out and take my time and learn more. Uh, So the manufacturing was a big low. Losing that money (laughs) on top Mm -hmm. of that, because that meant I had to figure out where was how was I going to raise more money to to do the manufacturing? So I had to figure all of that out. But the biggest high, even though all of that has happened, and this has been over years, and you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? So the biggest high has recently happened just a month ago was my big, big, big win on America's Big Deal. And we could talk about that a little later. (laughs) Awesome. I want to actually pause because, uh, again, I listen to your honesty in uh, when I'm working with clients, there's always a conversation about the fear of failure and the fear of making mistakes. And it tends to paralyze people or it even sabotages their decision-making in the future. I'm curious, how do you separate? You've been through building what is now an international bag company. So Mm -hmm. you've, I'm sure anyone who has gotten to the level that you're at now has had to come through losses, mistakes, and failures. How do you pull apart your emotions from your decision-making and get through the fear of mistakes and failure? Yeah, I mean, that's so important. When I started my business, when I made that decision, I mean, you know, I, I had questioned myself at the beginning when we started this conversation, can I do this, right? That can I do this, that that's when the fear set in because now you're doubting you know, I don't have any money. I don't know anything about manufacturing. I don't know anything about design. Can I do this? I can't do this. I can't do this because I don't know anything about manufacturing. I don't know anything about bag design. And that fear set in, as a matter of fact, I didn't do, I had the idea, but I didn't do anything for months. I didn't because I was fearful of the failure. One day, I, I was really sick. I think they had the flu or something. I was in the bed for a couple of days. And I was looking in the ceiling, just thinking about things. But I, it, it, the idea of the bag just kept nagging me and nagging me. And I, looking in the ceiling, I said to myself, I said, 
you know what, Lord, I don't want to wake up one day and say, I wish I could have, should have. I'm at the age where if I don't do something now, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to get older. and It's going to be a time I may not be able to do it. So with that said, you know, I just say, God, I just, I I don't want to wake up and say, I wish I should have, could have guide me, lead me, which way I should go. What, what's the one thing that I can do right now that doesn't take money? It, you know, it doesn't take anything about knowing about how to design a bag. What's the one thing that I could do right now? And that one thing was that I could do research. I could start teaching myself that, that, that started it, but that fear will keep you, it, it will impede you. It will keep you. So understanding the types of fear that we have, I know, you know, this Dr. Jackson, the types of fear and then accepting that fear because we're all of the, the journey is going to be fearful. Every time you do something new, there's going to be doubt. There's fear. So it's understanding that it's accepting it and saying, you know, just look, taking the little steps. <laughs> what can I do today and try to push through that fear? But it's, it's natural. It's understanding that fear is natural. Right. And I know you can speak on that. <laughs> I, I am so I'm getting ready to jump out of my chair. I love everything that you just said. Embracing the fear, recognizing it's a part of the journey. Yeah. Stop trying to avoid it. Actually look at it. And instead of trying to look so far down the road, what is the one thing? Yeah that you have power, influence, and the ability to do today. That is golden. That is golden. So I am curious, can you share what process do you use when you are doubting yourself? When you are, well, let me first ask, Besides the 1,200 bags, have you ever said, you know what? I just don't want to do this anymore. Oh, I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, look, this is hard. Because every step, you know, it's just, I tell people, people look at, you know, other people in business, they think the success is this, right? Mm -hmm. In, In a straight arrow. But when really it goes like this and down and up and up. So things happen every day and you have no control over it. And I was like, this is hard. Can I do this? Why am I doing this? And, you know, I go through that. Yes, I do. But then I look at all of the things that have I've accomplished every how far God has brought me. I was like, it's no way. Why would I quit right now? It's no way. And I can't see the future, but I have a vision of it. And that's where I want to (laughs) go. I have my vision. So I'm going to keep on moving till I get there. Because if I stop right now, I'll never see that vision. You know, but I look at all of the things and my sister reminds me, my husband reminds me, my children reminds me, look how far you've come, mom. Look how far you've come. So, you know, we have to be thankful and grateful and look to see our accomplishments 
and our blessings right here and say, if he did it right here, well, if I can do it right here, then I know that he'll take me through. So it's, you know, it's a part of our makeup, the emotions, there are good days, there are bad, bad days, but it's what we're going to do to keep it moving. And as I listen to a word that we have been saying, of course, over the entire past month, gratitude, recognizing that you have so much to be grateful for. And what if we changed our narrative, the words that we're using, the words that we're choosing to to speak over our situation? If we change that language and shifted our perspective from what's going wrong to what actually has helped us get here, has allowed us to remain standing. There's a lot of gratitude tied to that. And the faith-based community that has followed and supported this work can absolutely, as you say, recognize and count your blessings. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it is, it's a mind shift. You know, you have to work on your mindset and believing in what your abilities to create something amazing or do something amazing. So it's a mindset that we have to practice every day. Every day. So I have a habits question coming up and we are getting ready to take our first break. I can't believe how quickly (laughs) our first segment has already happened. Um, and But when we come back, I want to be able to talk more about the high of the highs, the NBC opportunity and that great moment. I, I, I have uh, been looking at the image of you as you cover your <laughs> mouth and the announcement is made. So when we come back from this commercial break, we'll jump into the highs and really unpack how do you manage success because some people are afraid of that as well. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, Let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for First Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veardra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a conversation with Sherelle Mosey. She is the designer and business owner of Minky Blue Bags, and she's been transparent with us. She has helped us understand uh, early mistakes and how you overcome them. And instead of pushing away fear, recognize that fear is a part of the journey. And so she shared her lows. I want an opportunity for her to share her high, the high that most recently um, has been bestowed upon her uh, through um, her NBC debut and opportunity. So, Sherelle, can you tell us a little bit more about your the that high moment, that pivotal moment? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, America's big deal. I had the opportunity to pitch on this new show that is designed for entrepreneurs, the small business owners, uh, to do a live pitch in front of America. I had two minutes, a little over two minutes. And uh, whichever entrepreneur, there are four contestants, whichever entrepreneur sells the most product on the show has an opportunity to uh, win a big deal between three retailers. And the three retailers on this show was Lowe's, QVC, HSN, and Macy's. And so I sold out of my product during the shopping window on the show, which was the value was uh, $30,000. And um, so I won $100,000 purchase order with Macy's because I showed, uh, sold out my product on the show. I, you know what? I was so nervous on that stage. People say, you look so calm. I was so nervous. I was grateful. I was thankful. And I said, y'all just let me, let me, let's finish this up. So I can get off the stage. It was amazing. It was wonderful. And the opportunity that just propels you right into the retail um, the show was uh, designed and created by Joy Mangano, who is an entrepreneur and a billionaire. She has over hundreds of products that she developed. And again, she designed it for entrepreneurs that started out uh, just like she started out. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing opportunity. Gratefulness, yes. gratefulness. And like I said, if I had stopped and let that fear set in, right? I would have never saw that opportunity. Um, And so, yeah, it's been amazing, you know, and I've had, I celebrate, the one thing that I, I do is I celebrate my small, my big wins and my small wins, because I want to appreciate and recognize, again, the journey and how hard it's been. And sometimes we don't take time out to say, you know what, that was a win. And I will get in front of the mirror and I will dance and I will dance and I'll say, and I'll have a good time right in this room by myself because I'll say, oh, that's good. That is good. Yeah. I love it. There's (laughs) so much in what you shared, but I do want to pause a moment because you have introduced a concept that I think 
several business owners and entrepreneurs need to understand, which is the pitch. How do you articulate the uniqueness, the design, the the need for your product that you are bringing to market? How did you prepare or begin to build your pitch? What was that like for you? Yeah, it, I mean, it takes practice. It really does take practice. But um, the the people on the show, we talking about the show, really helped prepared uh, prepare me for the pitch on the show. And we rehearsed, but it takes a lot of practice. Even before getting on the show, you have to know that elevated pitch because um, you know you're you're going to be pitching all the time in conversation. Even when you don't think you're pitching, you're pitching somebody about your product. <laughs> your business. So as you shared earlier, being willing to do your research, really understand what problem you're solving and recognize that you have an opportunity to fill a gap. So get the words together to be able to communicate. How are you solving a problem for others that is meeting a need? So many entrepreneurs I've run into will stammer over uh, when I ask the question, so what's unique about what you do, what you offer? And then there's that pause of silence. And so learning the skill of getting really clear on what's unique about you, about what you're bringing to market. It's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. It's, It's taking some time to write out those answers to the questions is write it out, make it succinct, know what you're talking about. I had somebody to tell me, so I was like, I, it lost me because it was too long. So, you know, you want to make it quick, easy to understand and uh, know your pitch, your elevated pitch. So powerful. So is there anything that if you had a chance to do it over and you could make this change, is there anything that you would absolutely do differently if you had an opportunity to do a redo? Uh, The thing that I would probably do is find a partner, uh, a a co-founder. I just think it's easier when you have another person. It's it's, It's very difficult running a business by yourself. Um, So I think that's what I would have done a little different earlier. Mm. So who actually helped you along the way to get you to where you are today? Well, you know, I've had a number of people. I have quite a few mentors and it changes during the season of my business because I've been doing this for so, uh, so many years. But I've joined different organizations, like you mentioned, the uh, Philadelphia Fashion Incubator, SCORE, WeBank, um, a number of other organizations, women organizations. So I have mentors in place. So I have a lot of people. And then I hire people um, to, do, to, to, to do the work. But as far as running the business, uh, I think I would have did that differently as had a co-founder. When I think about how you just shared, uh, you made sure that you were in networks, in communities. How, what advice would you give an entrepreneur um, who has their nose to the grind and they're, and they're working so hard 
um, but they're not building relationships. What role would you say networking, how important is that? Yeah, networking and mentorship is really important because it's lonely. It's lonely being an entrepreneur if you're running it by yourself. And so you want to engage with other, you know, other entrepreneurs, other like-minded people getting involved in other groups that are going to motivate you, inspire you, um, hold you accountable for what you want to do. I mean, working by yourself, you decide when you want to stop, when you want to go. And so being involved in another group can really help you uh, push forward. It is um, a powerful moment when we're able to be around others that will, their energy will help keep you going. Um, because as whether it, you're an entrepreneur or a leader of an organization or leading a ministry, it those people who are out in the front so often are lonely. And our mind, you mentioned it earlier, our mindset can absolutely derail us without those relationships and that energy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, having other people around you brings new ideas. Um, (laughs) So you need fresh ideas. You need somebody else to talk to you because, you know, it's just it's just better that way. You want to be in a co-op of, of something to help you build your business. So I'm curious, after such an amazing opportunity uh, with NBC, what are you enjoying the most right now? Yeah, you know, I want to um, correct you because um, the show aired on USA Network. It's every USA Thursday. USA Network, okay. USA Network, but that's owned by NBC, so that's fine. But it airs on USA Network every Thursday, um, let's see, at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and your question, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Question. So what are you actually enjoying now? You you shared that you do take time to celebrate, which in and of itself is a nugget for many people to pick up. But yeah. what are you enjoying right now? Oh, gosh, I, I love the journey. I love the journey. I love being creative. I, I'm so geeky and nerdy. So when I think of a new idea, I just laugh. I giggle. That's when I, I dance again. I'm dancing all the time. Uh, one of the things that I enjoy, whether I'm celebrating or if I'm like, if, if I'm in a moment where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. The thing that I enjoy either way I go is a pint of Talenti butter almond ice cream. Don't judge because I will eat the whole pint. <laughs> Don't judge. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> but I would get that pint of Talenti butter almond ice cream and my toes and my feet just start wiggling and I'm just in happy land. <laughs> yes. I enjoy the journey. I enjoy being creative. I enjoy inventing. Um, I enjoy sharing the information. I enjoy my customers reacting to my products. And then I go back and I say, oh, my God, this is just something that I had right here that I just thought of. And now it's, you know, it's this tangible thing and people love it. So I, I love hearing from my customers and seeing that But I'm enjoying the journey. I'm wow. enjoying the journey. 
That is, it It connects back to what I feel, at just the energy that you give off, the passion, your ability to talk about your product, even before the product, your desire to support people, your giving heart. It, it feels like it's all just so connected and authentically who you are and how you show up in spaces. We do have a question. Jane is asking, um, would you say that the process that you've been describing, do you think that that's transferable to other careers or other positions? She's an author, um, a new author, actually. Would you say that you think the concepts, the habits, the things that you're sharing are transferable outside of entrepreneurship? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I um actually put together a course for those who have products, ideas for products. Uh, and it's how to bring a product idea to market where I develop and share my seven step process mm-hmm. of taking an idea and bringing it to market. But we all can develop habits and things uh, for a process to help bring it to life Um, being successful in that, and then understanding what your success is. Um, And I say that because success for me is about the the small steps that I make. That's why I say I celebrate the small wins because all of those wins are success. So don't always put success on money or that end result because your success is every step that you take to get to that point. So, uh, yeah, we can, we can all develop those processes. When you explain that a part of it is defining success for yourself so often, I think that's also probably a part that keeps people from celebrating their small wins because they actually haven't defined what success looks like for themselves. So they're, they're missing those moments and in such a deep grind that you don't enjoy the journey. You miss the opportunity to really look up and look around because you haven't created that definition for yourself yet. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Dr. Jackson, that you have to define what it looks like for you, because another big thing and mistake that we often make is that we look at other people's success and we define it on what they, why have, why am I not there? Why am I not doing that? And when we start looking at other people, comparing ourselves to other people's success, then that's when we you know, the depression, the fear comes over because we're looking. So we have to define it for our own self, right? Um, and and not look at because you don't even know what that person went through to get there. I just shared my, a lot of my stories. I know y'all can't handle some of the stuff that I went through. So you don't know what they went through. So Define your own success mm-hmm. and celebrate your wins is so important. Again, it's a mindset. It's developing the mindset for your, your own success. So we have just a couple minutes before our next 
break, I would like to sneak this question in. So how do you personally stay focused during times like this? Ooh, I, I look at where, again, I look at how far I've come and I look at where I want to go. I, I have that goal. I have that vision of what I want to do. And so sometimes, you know, if, if things aren't going right, my mother would always say, if, you, if, if things aren't going right that time, I would say, I can't figure this out or I can't do it. She'd say, walk away take a break. Go, you go back till you go back to it later. So if things aren't going right, if I need to, if I need to cry, if I need to go watch a movie, if I need to wait till tomorrow, then that's what I'm going to do because I know when I come back to it, it'll be all right. So, um, that's how I, I handle things. That's how I stay focused is the end goal. You have to have an end goal and how you're going to, you know, things are different or how you're going to get there. But see the vision, see the vision. And that's what you work towards. Amazing. So as we get ready to take our next break, you shared something that sticks with me because it's been a project we've been working on for all of 2021. We challenged individuals to come on a journey with us to create growth plans And so as we get ready to take this break, our last and next growth plan, we have done this every month for all of 2021. The first Tuesday of every month is our free webinar on developing a growth plan. And those of you who have not had an opportunity to get involved in the free webinar, this is your last chance. December is our grand finale. So December 7th at 7 p.m., we have our final growth webinar. And this one actually is going to lead into some of my questions for our second part, which is expansion, building on capacity and contribution and helping others to to, to grow as well. So if you are listening and you have not logged in to one of our webinars, jump over to www.livingstrongllc.com and get registered for this last one. It is this coming Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, it's free. We've built a community, whether it's your first time or you've been in every single webinar, we make space for you. So join in and create an opportunity for you to grow. So we'll take a commercial and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Life is now in session. Are you present? We don't get a dress rehearsal in life. So why not grab every moment you can to grow? Join me every first Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern 
and 4 p.m. Pacific for our live webinars. We're creating a growth plan and unpacking the 15 invaluable laws of growth by John Maxwell. Instead of waiting for growth to just happen by accident, let's get intentional about creating a growth plan for you. Let's do it together. Log in to www.livingstrongllc.com and grab your spot for first Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 Pacific. And let's grow together. It's your time. This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. So we just mentioned, I mentioned uh, the growth process that we have encouraged those who are a part of the Living Strong community to participate in for all of 2021. I'm curious, in what areas have you seen yourself grow over time? Uh, my mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, The things that I've shared with you, this is things that I have grown into like the mindset, um, accepting the failure, figuring out what am I going to take from that failure? What am I going to learn from that to make it better? Um, All of these things I've developed over time in, you know, just enjoying, enjoying the journey. So it sounds like those elements were things that if you had not had the mistake or the failure, you wouldn't have had the opportunity to grow in that particular area. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, failure teaches us things. Failure strengthens us. Uh, so that's why I say, you know, you, you accept it and you, you grab from that what it is that's going to make you stronger, what it is that's going to improve the next step. Um, and don't let it defeat you, but learn from it. <laughs> so what advice would you provide other entrepreneurs? I know you mentioned the course, and I'd love for you to give some information on how people can find out about the course, get connected to it. So with that information, what anchor advice, if it's someone who's listening, who is stuck in the blocks <laughs> of getting started, yeah. what advice would you give them? You know, it, it, it has to be something that you really want to do. Um, it's perseverance. It's, uh, believe, it's, it's faith. It's believing in your abilities to do something amazing. Uh, you you have to believe in yourself. Mm. You have to believe in yourself that you can move move forward and create this thing because if you don't believe in it, it'll never get done. The other thing is don't compare yourself to other people's success. 
Uh, yeah, those, those are some of the things that I would say. So tell us a little bit about the course. How can someone find out about it? Where, where could they look um, to be able to get connected? Yeah, so I have some information at startupwithcheryl.com and the information about the course. Now, this is product-based course. So if anybody has an idea for a product-based course, mm-hmm. um, then we can connect there. So it's startupwithcheryl.com and you can email me uh, at uh, cheryl at startupwithcheryl.com. Beautiful. As I shared just before we started uh, the last break, our upcoming uh, growth webinar is is about building capacity and creating expansion. I'm curious if you're a new business owner and you desire to scale up in your business, what should you be thinking about? What systems should you be putting in place, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, as far as the systems try to understand, first of all, know who your customer is, right? Who's, who are you serving? And setting up systems so that they are running automatically. So your emails, um, you want to set up your flows, your replies, those type of things. In regards to scaling and for people, identify what you need to do to the most and whoever that person is, make sure they're there to uh, alleviate you from a lot of your work. And they're also there to bring in more money, right? So you want to mm-hmm. identify something that's someone who is going to help you grow financially in your business, too. I'm curious, as I've talked to some leaders who have struggled with trusting individuals um, when they're building a team, how have you been able to get past it being Cheryl's way <laughs> and being willing to to delegate and bring other people on? Yeah, I um, you know, I talked about being a co having a co-founder because sometimes I just want somebody else to make a decision. (laughs) I get tired. So when I bring people on, I love to have creative people. Like I yearn for other ideas. So I am always looking for creative people. Um, In regards to the trust, that's still difficult. Uh, You know, so you bring people on, they say they can do what they one thing and then you find out they really can't do those things so that's kind of hard so now you got to set up uh boundaries and certain i guess probation period to see what they really can do so that's also a learning process as you grow your team and build your business we have talked as i've uh coached leaders it's recognizing when someone's not a good fit, it's okay for you to acknowledge this isn't a good fit and um, we don't keep people on just because we made an, a, a decision because yeah. that can absolutely continue to derail your process as well as your progress. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> 
So could I ask you, because we're, we're actually using the book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth by John Maxwell as our um, book study for 2021. Are there mm. any books that you have found really valuable in your process of building your business, being a leader? What's something our listeners should look out for? You know, I do listen more to um, podcasts nice. <laughs> that that really uh, helps me in my business uh, in the growth of the business, understanding some of the mistakes that I made. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I do. I listen to more podcasts than I do um, in reading books at this time. Is there a podcast in particular that you enjoy? Yeah, um, you know, I really enjoy um, How I Built This with Guy Raz, Raz, Raz. Mm -hmm. Um, He has phenomenal entrepreneurs. These are are successful entrepreneurs, like founders of Starbucks and Airbnb. But it's very interesting to hear the beginning of their stories. I was amazed to learn that the same things that I'm going through have gone through in my business, these people have gone through the same thing. So that's, I'm always inspired when I listen to uh, that podcast with the different founders. That's very interesting. Yeah. That whole concept that I actually am not alone, that what I'm experiencing is not unique to just me, there's there's an element of, in my mind, a, a piece of inspiration and motivation when I realize that that mistake or what I'm stumbling through is not just because I'm a failure, that other people have experienced that as well. I would think that that would absolutely fuel people. Absolutely. That's why I said networking and being a part of groups is so helpful. It's so We're all going through the same thing. So you might as well find somebody else that can help you, <laughs> inspire you, that, you know, that's right there with you. So we are at coming up on the last few minutes of the show. And I want to make sure. So we've mentioned the name Minky Blue. We have talked about Minky Blue, but if by chance someone has been living under a rock and they don't actually know <laughs> the special features to the bag, can you um, kind of walk us through what is special about the bag? What are those features? And describe for us a Minky Blue bag. Yeah, I'm going to show it for the Facebook community, but I am also going to describe it for our listeners. So Minky Blue, our organizational travel and work bag. So it's all about separating and organizing items in the bag. So there are two entry points in the bag um, and there's a lower compartment and a top compartment. And the lower compartment uh, has a insulated lunch bag in the lower compartment So you can carry your lunch or your toiletries in here. And when I'm not carrying my lunch bag, I can carry my shoes or my workout gear at the bottom compartment. And then on the top compartment, I have a shelf in the middle of the bag. And um, so this is where I would carry my purse essentials separate from my shoes or my lunch at the bottom. And then I have a laptop pad here. 
But if I wanted to unzip the shelf, I can unzip this shelf, open it up, and I can use the whole extension of the bag. And so this is what differentiates Minky Blue from everything else on the market. <laughs> there you go. Wow. And how can people get access to a Minky Blue bag? Yeah, so this is the holiday season, so I'm having sales going on, but it's minkyblue.com. That's M-I-N-K-E-E blue.com. Fantastic. I can't wait for mine to come in. I am so excited. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. So with the last couple of moments that we have, how can people actually follow you and keep up with where you are? Where are you on social medias, uh, platforms? Uh, How can they follow and keep up with you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and everything is at Minky Blue. You know, I have appreciated (laughs) your transparency your honesty. This time has just flown by. Um, And with the last few moments we have, I always ask those who are in an area of expertise, because when we named the show uh, Flip Side of Adversity, there's always someone who is sitting discouraged and getting ready to give up. With our last few moments, they're listening. What would you say as we get ready to close the show? They're getting ready to give up. What what would you tell them? I would say, look around your house and write down 10 things that you are grateful for. 10 things. If it keeps going, you keep writing, but at least identify 10 things and celebrate those 10 things, get up and do a little happy dance and be thankful. (laughs) There you have it. From the woman in our title of the show, How One Bag Led a Woman to Huge Success. She's been transparent. She has been authentic. And we are so grateful for your story and for your willingness to share. So again, thank you again, Sherelle, for being a part of the flip side of adversity. And for those who have been listening, if you haven't had an opportunity to log into Living Strong Consulting, please do so. We have several services and opportunities to support you and to continue to encourage you. And there is a spot on the website for the replay of this episode. If you know someone needs to hear it, log into livingstrongllc.com. We appreciate you and we will see, see you and be here for you same time next week. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.